What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello, and welcome to the What's Important Now podcast with Corey Heinemanson. Corey, I, I love this podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie here. It, it, it's always interesting to tune in and think, where is he going to go today? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. And, and I affectionately you know, tell family and friends that I'm, I'm a fountain of information and knowledge. And, and yet my closest friends maybe say I'm more of a, of a cavern of unusual thoughts. <laughs> uh, well, some might, some might say you're even a loose fire hose. But- life's got to be interesting so let's you know let's let's try and life's got to be interesting cool. and you know and it does not rule out financial advice it, 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 you know that ought to be interesting too well yeah you know i'm not going to sit here and not change the tone or inflection of my voice we're going to try and have fun with some ups and downs and yeah. you know tell finance like it is but connect it to to some real life stuff that off off the air here you know we were talking about comedians i mean sometimes the best comedians are the ones that bring real life to you in ways that you hadn't thought about Exactly. Well, yeah. you know what? That's the secret, really. Honestly, the secret to good comedy is that it, it that it twists the perspective, it turns the table a little bit, and makes you see it in a different kind of way, in which it strikes you as suddenly funny. In, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And and people scratch their head and say, "I hadn't thought of that." Exactly. And so maybe that's what we're trying to accomplish here too. Well, you do a good job of that. You do a good <laughs> job of that. So. so. <laughs> where are we going today well I, in the spirit of travel i thought we'd go to aviation oh. so so i've titled this one uh pre-flight checklists and financial planning okay or, or okay. checks pre-flight checks you know either one checks checklists and, and so i want to try and connect similarities of airline travel okay. or flight preparation by pilots and successful strategies in in mm. money and wealth and, and and those things in financial planning. Oh, I, I actually I can see that parallel pretty easily because I do have a couple of friends and a couple of guys who are uh, pilots, not commercial pilots. Well, actually, I've got a friend who's a commercial pilot. So I mean, I know that you know they don't just run out to their airplane, jump in it, start it up, and fly away. So yeah, you know, and, and I thought of this topic. Not the first time I ever saw a pilot, a commercial pilot, walk around an aircraft. You know, if you've ever been to an aircraft or aircraft, if you've ever been to an airport, you know, big mm -hmm. windows, they want to keep everybody entertained while they're waiting yep. hour after hour. You'll see the pilot walk around on the ground, you know, looking at things. And, and it's a meticulous process, I think, inside the aircraft and out. And, yep. and there's a reason for that. You know, the reason is that at the end of the day, that, that pilot is accountable for, for a successful journey. I think, you know, if, if a flight has a really, really bad ending, I, I'm talking disastrous ending, 
they're going to go back to the recording. They're going to go back to pilot processes. You know, maybe they check the ground crew. I don't know. But I mean, I can't imagine the headline would be uh, hourly union worker on the tarmac missed this. You know what I mean? No, I do know exactly what you mean. Yes. And, and so I, I got to thinking about that, that what goes through that pilot's mind or why would they go through check by check by check for something that seems so mundane and they do the same darn thing every day, but it, it's so much more than that. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's similar to what we talk about day in and out and day in and day out here with finance. It, yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, it's one of those things. Piloting is interesting. Piloting an aircraft has or can have some immediate deadly consequences, or it can be totally mundane. You know, it, 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 we it's amazing, Corey. We go to airports now, we get on planes, and we fly several hundred or seven, several thousand miles, and we take that whole process, that whole experience for granted. That's exactly right, <laughs> but but it doesn't but it doesn't happen that way, does it? I mean, it really it really doesn't. It looks mundane, but as you noted and started to talk about, there's a guy or gal, there's a pilot walking around, looking at their aircraft, running through their instrument checks, doing all of that stuff because all of that stuff is important. Yeah, I think for for a successful outcome. You can't gloss over the details. And so right. that's why I'm sure it's a step-by-step -step process. I'm, you know, if they have 20 things they have to check, I'd likely hazard a guess that they do them in order. You know what I mean? It isn't like, eh, I'll just randomly pick and choose these and, you know, we'll probably get through all 20. <laughs> right. Yeah. God, I hope not. You know, as you were saying that though, the first thing that came to my mind on the mundane travel is, and I didn't even have this in my notes, but, you know, I think about investors who experience a loss or a decline on on paper for their statement and they've the, the the defeat the anguish the the pain of that is so much more than the good feels good so to speak when when they yeah. get a statement and they made money you know what i mean and there's there's been studies this was found you know lots and lots of years ago that basically losses hurt more than gains feel good oh yeah and and so i tie that to travel you're right you go to the airport, you expect uh, TSA security, you expect your bags to arrive, you expect no no problems, no annoying travelers on that flight. There's so many things you just expect to be perfect. And so when they're not, and it's not perfectly mundane, you get a little crabby and that's what sticks in your head. But you know, at the end of the day, it was probably cheaper than driving your car from Philly to Los Angeles, you know? <laughs> And a heck of a lot faster too. <laughs> time, time has value, man. Yeah, so it I mean, does. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, driving, traveling person anymore. If I have to get somewhere for for work or whatever, I don't have a private plan. But I mean, if I have to travel across the country somewhere, that, that it's a no brainer that it's going to be a flight. Yeah. And you know, and, and so yeah, let's let's dig into the pilot process a little bit. You know, I'm not saying we're going to get highly technical here, but you know. I, you know, I think the exterior ex inspection is is sort of similar to a first meeting that a, that a person like me might have with a prospect or or a potential new client. It's like the pilot checks out the 
the plane, you know, the exterior, the, the larger picture of, of the body of work. And my question as a financial guy is like, what are we working with in this situation? You know, essentially it's the same sort of thing. That's my view of, of the exterior of somebody's uh, path forward, let's say. Yeah. And yeah, if there's obvious cracks in the plane or there's obvious cracks in the, in the situation I'm talking about with clients or prospects ahead of me, you know, that's a pretty obvious solution. That, hey, maybe we're going to take a little time and dig into this before we just load up and start heading forward. Yeah, it sounds to me, Corey, and you can either agree or correct me, it sounds to me that you're hinting at preparation is the key. Yeah. yeah. Well, investing, art of flying. Well, yeah, or heck, you can connect that to sports. You can connect that to anything. You got to put the work in, you know, yeah. um, and be prepared for whatever might come at you next because there will be uncertainty on that flight or, or in life or sports, <laughs> health. I mean, boy, I can go on and on and on, you know. And, and so, yeah, once you prepare from a holistic standpoint on the outside, then let's get inside. You know, let's walk inside that plane and check the cockpit area and, and get yeah. prepared for the gadgets and whatever else instruments and things they have to check. And to me, that's, you know, that's the next step in my conversation with somebody is, okay, we, we figured out what we're working with. Now we figure out who are we working with, you know, Mr. Client, Mrs. Client, prospect, you know, yeah. tell me more. You know, get to know somebody. This isn't just a chart and graph world that I sit in every damn day. It's so much deeper. It's so much human nature and emotions that you, you got to have a handle on those things. So true. So and, true. And a financial advisor, to a certain extent, probably has the same characteristic as a good pilot that you can take the emotion and the fear out of some things when stuff's not going right, too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, if you've ever been on a plane that's gone through some really rough turbulence. It's amazing how much or how calming it can be with the flight attendants who've been through it before, or when the pilot comes on and goes, folks, we just hit a little rough patch. It's going to be okay now. Sorry about the bumpy ride. And, you know, and you're like, Oh, okay. It's all going to be all right. <laughs> this, this will be okay. Clearly they've done this before. So, <laughs> yeah, you want somebody that it's not their first rodeo, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean that that calming influence is is what you need. On a random note, I've always wondered why, if we have so much technology, why you can't understand the pilot when he talks over the intercom. Well, that's a different deal. <laughs> I, I digress. They still use that same technology in the New York City subways too. <laughs> there you go. You know, but but it it isn't just the pilot that's doing their their safety checks or their processes. You know, if you get on a flight, doesn't matter if it's a short flight, long flight, you're going to hear the same speech or process of, yep. hey, if an oxygen mass falls, this is what we're going to do. Here's how to work a seatbelt unless you own a 1964 Ford pickup truck that doesn't have them. You know what I mean? That down to the minute detail, they, they dial this stuff in just to remind you, you know, that that they know. So that should make you feel better that, that those people know and have been through this before. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. Um, as we're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the importance of preparation and uh, 
several several years ago god uh, a little longer than several years ago there was <laughs> a pilot who took off from a new york city airport and went up in the air and realized this plane i'm flying isn't going to go where it needs to go and he had to do something that was never ever done before which was land that plane on water which in this case was the hudson river um and i had the good fortune to meet captain uh, sully oh really uh after yeah, a couple of days after he pulled off his feet and um it was really impressive it was pretty cool <laughs> but it's like he, he what he said then that day when i was, was talking to him and what he said every day since is that the key to having that happen wasn't good fortune it was being prepared for things that you think might not happen and it underscored to me uh the importance of just you know what we've been talking about so far just that the, the idea of be prepared do your checklist that is so spot on i'm almost speechless because i actually made notes here and and i was going to share these with you that if you asked me name a pilot corey that's yeah. the guy that is the guy that comes to mind yeah i mean immediately i don't know sully sullenberger but i mean I can visualize that that aircraft sitting in the Hudson River with the people standing on the wings as they're going to get evacuated. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, stuff was getting real. I, I remember seeing that on, you know, I watched the Business Network on TV. So, I mean, that, that stuff was live action. You're watching these people stand on a plane wing in the middle of the Hudson. You think, what in the world is this? You know? Oh, yeah, that was like three miles from, that was three, well, that was like maybe at most three miles from our offices at the time, my offices. And, and it's funny because, so I wrote down, I wrote down some quotes here today from, from that, from that pilot. And this totally ties into what you're saying. And the first one was, his quote was, there's simply no substitute for experience in terms of aviation safety. <laughs> so, just like what you were saying, Amen. Being prepared. And, and the guy had flown before, you know, but right. still uh he he hadn't landed it on water before i'm pretty darn sure nobody hey Corey, nobody had ever landed a plane on water before man not unless it was a seaplane i mean seriously think about yeah. that well and if you got no other option and you're a highly populated metropolitan area what what's option two you can't land it on a street you know what i mean this no. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> and and actually, the second quote I have from him even ties deeper, and this is his words, this is his words, you know, into what we're talking about from finances. And this is, having a plan enabled us to keep our hope alive. Perhaps in a similar fashion, people who are in their own personal crises, whether that's a pink slip, a foreclosure, they can be reminded that no matter how dire the circumstance or how little time you have to deal with it, Further action is always possible. There's always a way out of even the tightest spot. So, Amen. I mean, yeah, I mean Amen. Guy, you know, and I don't know how many people were on that flight. It was more than a handful. You know what I mean? There was a lot of people depending on him to, to come through with a, a solution in a really, really bad time or a bad spot. And, right. and he did it. And that's no damn different than 
what people like me do. I mean, life, financial planning, it's not going to be perfect all the time. So we got to make the best decisions we can and land those so-called life planes wherever we can at, at the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I You know, <clears throat> and while you're not flying a plane load of people, you are, in essence, flying a bunch of clients who are relying on you for insight, for opinion, for some guidance, uh, and, you know, and hoping that you will walk them through that checklist that they're going to need at some point uh, in order to be ready for retirement. I, I joke with, with clients or even people that find out what I do if I meet them in public and I say, yeah, you know, there's a couple words in my vocabulary that I never use. And that's guarantee <laughs> or promise, <laughs> you know, but as I joke about that, clients that, that come into our firm or any financial firm, you know, they, they expect mundane, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I'm the voice of reason or maybe something, maybe that's where I should use the guarantee or the promise in my vocabulary and say, I'll guarantee you this, this is not going to be mundane. I promise you that markets will fluctuate. And so when you call me and, and wonder why your statement went down two months in a row, I'll tell you markets do what markets do. Uh, and this was expected, you know, and, and setting expectations and communicating those, you know, that's the same thing the pilot does and the crew on that flight. You know, they're setting expectations, maybe not probability of certain things like uh, a sudden drop in altitude or lack of oxygen or you know things like yeah, that. Well, but, no. But nobody, that, nobody wants to get on a plane and be told, you know, this plane could crash. <laughs> you know, that uh, people that sit in my world, maybe we should, you know, have a two-minute video at the start of every meeting to remind people of, of, of what happens when the slides come out the side of the uh, plane and how you <laughs> jump off the edge and hold your arms over your chest, flotation device under your seat. You know? That would be innovative, <laughs> I mean, Corey. That would be very innovative. <laughs> you know, we might be onto something. Every, every time there's a down month in the market, we just automatically send that video out. <laughs> <laughs> just a reminder. It would, it would cut back the uh, number of phone calls we get on the 8th of the month after people get their statements in the mail. Oh, um, amen. But yeah, you know, and that's what makes for that mundane travel is when you've received the expectations and, and, and the guidance and the coaching and things go right. And, and even in the investing finance world, you know, most of the time you, you do those checklist items. You work with somebody that's prepared and been through the rodeo before. It usually works out. That's the secret. It works out. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. But I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, the points you've made so far are actually pretty interesting. Is one is that a, a financial advisor like yourself needs to know who they're working with. They need to know what their tolerance is for risk or their appetite for risk is, you know. Um, and I think that the client needs to, on, on the reverse side, needs to understand who it is that's serving as their financial advisor. Uh, it gives them a better picture, and then then you can set expectations for people, and it's a process that I guess reassuring, informative. I'm not sure what the right you know adjective here would be or adverb, but you know it 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 at least sets up the table for everybody to understand the process. 
Yeah. I, I, my mind is shocker, Bill. My mind's going off the rails. Oh, no. <laughs> That's just, bad because we weren't on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, trains, automobiles. So uh, as you were saying that, it's spot on. And what I was visualizing in my head is, what if there was a, a pre-flight survey, let's say, and, and the pilot collects these answers and the flight crew, and it's, have you flown before? And, and the entire flight passengers say no. Yeah. And then are you an optimist or a pessimist by nature? They all say pessimist. You know, if, if certain questionnaire answers came up, would the pilot and the flight crew then give a different communication to the cabin <laughs> of, of expectations and yeah. uh, <clears throat> things that could go wrong, things that are common? And if so, why wouldn't a good financial professional do the same thing? You know what I mean? If you're dealing with somebody, and the way we do this, shocker i tied this all together we do this you know if we're working with somebody that's never invested before we have to uh talk to them and set expectations in a different way than somebody that's been doing this for 40 years and is very astute at it and different you know right the experience has to be tailored in order to even deliver the best feeling emotional outcome on the back end which sounds a lot to me like uh one word, actually, communication. Spot on, and and I think we've we've probably covered that to death in in previous episodes too. But communication, you know, it doesn't matter if it's with your professional or your doctor or your spouse, man, kids, anybody. Communication solves problems. You might not like the communication, but at least it lays it out there, and you know what you're up against. And you know, emotions are they're a strong thing. Yes. Emotions are a wonderful thing. I think you know it's good to. That's like the old Jim Valvano speech from years and years ago, the basketball coach. It's good yes. to cry. It's good to laugh. You know, it's good to be moved to tears every damn day. You know, how cool is that? And that's a whole nother episode. But anyway, emotions are a, are, they're a wonderful thing. And, and yet there's probably times when you got to curb them, so to speak, because emotional decision-making is not good decision-making a lot of times. And, and, and a good pilot, a good flight crew, a good advisor – reins you in sometimes and helps you to to think rationally you know and that that brings me to the third quote from sully and this is i should probably get a banner hung in my office because I, I just love this one so much i have never been so challenged in an airplane that i doubted the outcome and when i read that wow. i think my chest puffed up a little and i got a little taller and i thought you know what i'm in my 25th year doing this and i have never never doubted the outcome of a client's path forward if they stick to the plan and believe you know mm -hmm. um and that's who you want in your corner somebody like that no i agree i agree i like that quote a lot actually <laughs> I mean, it, it's got so many, I mean, we could probably add single words to it, couldn't we? You know, like confidence, expertise, and those are all action dominant, awesome words. I'm getting all fired up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You're probably about ready to wrap me up and I'm just getting going. <laughs> you know, we joke about artificial intelligence. You know, that's something artificial intelligence can never bring is the raw fire and spark and desire to just deliver 
human emotion solid answers. True. There you True. go. I mean, AI can copy. That's what AI can do. AI can copy. But, you know, the question of whether AI can innovate is an entirely different question. And certainly whether AI can AI can't be influenced by emotion. Uh, it can't experience the, the, those moments in our lives where we is, they're, you know, uniquely human. I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's spot on. I got nothing. I got, <laughs> you nailed it. Drop the mic. <laughs> Boom. Let's all walk away now. Oh. <laughs> well, look, this is actually really interesting. And and I will I, I'll I'll add one last little thing about emotion. It you know, it, it yes, emotions are great. It's great to laugh, it's great to cry, it's great to feel, it's great to to know you're human, you know, in that sense. They can betray you at times because um Look, I, I, in my career, I covered some really hectic, crazy, turbulent times, both in the market, in the economy. And you, you find your comfort in those moments talking to people who have been there, who've had experience with it, who've seen things like this before, who, who understand, you know, that. It's going to be okay, despite how horrible and terrible this, this particular moment might might be, and I and I see that translating to to financial advisors, because you're right. I know people get their statements and people are upset. They're like, "Hey," and you know, and it falls on you and other financial advisors to be that voice of experience, that voice of guidance, that voice of saying, "Look, we've gone through a checklist." We're prepared, and it's not unusual to hit these periods of turbulence. Sometimes it can be really upsetting and really scary, but it's going to be okay. No, you're exactly right. And the gentleman's name is escaping me right now, but as you're telling that story, I'm remembering, uh, I don't think he's with us anymore, but he was one of the uh, chairman of the financial firms in, law, in, in New York in on the worst market days possible, they said that you could see him. He would leave his corner office and he'd walk around the trading floor where all the younger traders were panicking, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> on Wall Street. And he had a yo-yo. And he would walk around and he essentially, you know, so this is like an 80-year-old guy, head of the firm, been there forever, you know, essentially a billionaire. And he would walk around just like nothing was wrong, you know. And that was his way of showing confidence and, hey, this is common. And... And just cooler heads would prevail. <laughs> you know, it's such a silly story to even think of this visual, but that's what he did. You know, he didn't go around and pound the desk and tell him to fill more orders. It was, hey, I've been here before, and this isn't new. Yeah, that's great. I have not heard that story. I'm going to have to do my homework and find out who that was, because I can't remember if it was Bear Stearns or Lehman Brothers or, you know. Maybe maybe we don't want to dig deep into those two companies, but regardless, <laughs> yeah. for listeners that don't know how those firms turned out, you know, I don't think it was the fault of that guy. 
Um, yeah, but uh, I, but I just to tie it back into this whole theme, I, I would argue that the troubles that happened at those companies were because people weren't doing their homework and weren't doing their checklist and weren't prepared and didn't understand what they were getting into. And that is a whole other, you know, long, interesting foray into history that we don't want to get into now. But it does tie back into your point of of having a checklist and 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 reviewing your plan of action. Absolutely. And I think to your point of what you're saying there, you got to understand from a high level what your plan is and what you're involved in. But a lot of that can be, can be handed off for, or the main responsibility of the advisor who does it every day. Yeah. Well, listen, for those people who are, who are listening to this podcast right now and thinking, I'd like to have a further conversation, especially with this guy. <laughs> this guy I've never heard of before, Corey. How would they get a hold of you? How, how do they reach out to you and and maybe initiate a conversation? I know your your existing clients know how to get a hold of you and and have the conversation, but if somebody new wants to reach out to you, how do they do that? You bet. Give us a phone call. Office number here: eight hundred six five seven four three one six. That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. We answer the phone. We uh, don't have voicemail because we personally answer the calls. So there you go. Oh, man. There's another bonus. There's not a robot that you have to yell at. That's... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I am that crazy guy, Corey, the one yelling at robots on phone. So okay. <laughs> I will not press one. <laughs> I, I want a person, damn it. I want a person. Give me a real person. <laughs> Well, if they call your office, they will get a real person, and that is absolutely reassuring. Thank you, Corey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. was a great visit, as they always are. Uh, listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, we appreciate you. Without you, there would not be this community of the What's Important Now folks. And if you're not a member of this community, you just happen to listen to this podcast for the first time, hit the subscribe button. It's right there. It's easy. It's about the easiest thing you'll do all day long. Hit the subscribe button, and then you will never miss another podcast from Corey. On behalf of Corey and everybody at Hymanson Wealth, I'm Bill Tucker reminding you, do not wait to live your best life. Live it today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.